The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Box Score Breakdown for Sunday, the 31st of January 2021. I'm your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. My partner, of course, the other host is Scotty Harland. He is a.k.a. the Harlander. There can be only one. He's actually the Harlander23 on Twitter. Shout out to the big knobs from hoop-ball.com who make this podcast possible by uh, existing. Aaron Bruski, of course, Dan Bresper from Fantasy NBA Today podcast as well. Get involved. Get over to hoop-ball.com and uh, follow that. Uh, download it. Whatever you need to do, get the information you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. And you can do that with something called the Fantasy Pass, which I'll talk about a bit later as well. Um, make sure you follow uh, Hoopball on Twitter as well. And me, of course, Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Uh, today, it's just me. Um, I hope that's okay with you. <laughs> uh, sometimes we go solo and sometimes we have some guests. Tomorrow, of course, uh, Hank Aaron, 26, will be on with me. There'll be a variety of guests this week. Brent, the middleman, is back as well this uh, Thursday. So lots of interesting guests through the week. I think Mike Hussey from New York will be joining me too. It'll be lots of fun. But today, it's just me. I do have the results of some interesting polls and some very exciting games from Sunday to talk about. Gee, how about the Wizards? getting up 149 to 146 over the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, that is a shootout at the OK Corral, if ever there was one. But the first game on the slate on this Sunday was the uh, LA Clippers up against the New York Knicks. And that was also, and actually perhaps surprisingly to some, a very good game, even though the Clippers ran out winners 129 to 114. It was hard fought throughout and... Towards the end of the third quarter and early into the fourth, the Clippers were really trying to blow them away. Reggie Jackshots Jackson was going off out there. Kawhi was, you know, showing his MVP conversation level. I mean, he's in the conversation for MVP, and we'll get to that a bit later. Uh, play, but somehow through mostly through the play of Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, and of course the surprising rookie drafted at number twenty-five, Emmanuel Quickly. He was amazing. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit too. They stayed in the game, and it was very interesting until very late on when when Kawhi pretty much shut the door. Uh, For the aforementioned LA Clippers, it was Kawhi Leonard who had 28 points. He had four rebounds, three assists, and one steal. He is having some sort of a season, isn't he? Uh, He's third on the season. He's first in the last two weeks on per game. What's more, and this is probably the most surprising thing, he is second on totals. He's played 17 of their 21 games. Three of those were missed uh, due to COVID. So he's only missed one game where he was otherwise available to play. So I knocked back a trade for him recently. Feel free to comment on the thread uh, for this on Twitter because I I share a post uh, after this show goes out on Twitter with the content. Feel free to get over there and comment and say what you think or get on the website. Was I crazy to knock that back because Kawhi is looking magic, but... uh, you can't complain about Dame Dollar either, though, can you? Uh, also for the Clippers, Paul George. He had 17, 8, and 5. Uh, just uh, one steal in there as well. 15th on the season overall. He's fallen off a little bit in the last two weeks with his scoring and threes and field goal percentage down a little bit. 43rd in that stretch. So 
If you sold high for a first rounder like Trey, who is sixth in the last two weeks, by the way, after a very slow start, uh, congratulations. But having said that, it does look a certainty that uh, PG will return early uh, mid-second round value or something like that, uh, you know, second round value at the, at the latest. But, but I think Kawhi playing all of these games and his very, very dominant play might have hurt him a little bit. And, and recently, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jacksots Jackson. He had 18-5-3 on 6 of 12 shooting and he hit some big shots too. Now, be honest, did you drop him when you heard Kawhi and PG were coming back? I think I streamed him in about four or five of my 16 leagues and uh, I dropped him in a couple, but something was telling me, just hold, just hold on. I saw something from the coach saying about, and sometimes what the coaches talk bullshit, don't they? Like they say, oh, you know, well, well, you know, he's doing so much. We won't be able to leave him out after the, like the, you know, the top guys come back and it's just BS and their minutes drops drop, but he, he's starting again. Uh, of course we, um, we have the junkyard dog Patrick Beverly out for injury, so we'll see what happens after he comes back. But uh, Reggie Jackson is looking good. He is uh, – don't look now. <laughs> He's 50th, uh, top 50 in the last week, and he does look like a 12-team ad depending on what your worst player is like. And if you need a point guard – I've got some point guard injuries. I lost Marcus Smart in a couple of leagues, so I, um, I have added him. Uh, in terms of the Abarca versus Zubac stuff um, – they had basically 23 minutes each. Ibaka had 15 and three with three threes. Zubac had eight, seven, and four, uh, two for two from the line. It, it doesn't do high volume, but he also doesn't hurt you. I've talked about this before. His three throw percentage is strong, and some of these um, streamer bigs can really hurt you there by on a Sunday, you know, going one for four and you, you lose your field goal, your, your three throw percentage category. Talked about that one before. So the, the four assists, though, it was interesting to see him too late on conducting a bit at the elbow. Uh, it was dishing out some assists. Four assists from from Zubac is nice. I tell you, at some point down the track, he's going to be a very valuable center, in, especially in dynasty leagues. I'm holding on to him where I've got him. For the New York Knicks, the surprising New York Knicks now, they have, they've lost a few games lately and they've gone back under 500, but they still look like a shot to get into the plane. Julius Randle has been one of the surprises of the season. So I say that because, uh, well, firstly, he had 27, 12, and 5 against a very good team. He was 4 of 5 from deep, 5 of 6 from the line. He's 43rd on the season in 9-cat. Uh, and for points, rebounds, and assists, and percentages, if you just look at those five categories, points, rebounds, assists, and percentages. So you take away the defensive cats that he uh, is not good at. You take away turnovers. He's the 14th best player in the league. He's the 6th best player in points leagues. And I just say, Yes! Because I picked him up in one roto league around about pick 80, and I drafted him in a points league around about pick 50, and that has paid off massively for me. In both of those leagues, I am on top. In the roto league, I'm first by 15 points. It's not only down to him, of course. I've got <laughs> James Harden and a few other good ones. Uh, but in that points league, I've got Russell Westbrook too, who is absolute uh, dog doo-doo in uh, <laughs> categories leagues because he's killing you in three cats. But uh, in points leagues, he was even though he only played three games this week and he was terrible in two of them, he was still my second best scorer in a points league. So if you can trade for Westbrook in a points league, even with three games a week missing back-to-backs, you might consider it. Uh, another guy who plays for the Knicks is RJ Barrett. He's been a lot better this season. He's 23, had 23, 2, 2, and 2 today on 9 for 14 shooting. He's inside the top 120 on the season in nine category, which is a massive improvement. On Last season, he was outside the top 300. So... It was not even worth drafting, even in 16-team leagues, 
24 team leagues only. But in the last week, he's in the top 75. He's inside the top 120 on the season. Massive, massive improvement from RJ Barrett. And if you grabbed him like in round 13 or 14, or if he's on your wire, he's worth grabbing. Um, 75 in the last week. Let's see where that goes. Uh, Burks was back, Alec Burks. He had only seven, three, and four, but he had two steals and a block and a three-pointer. For points leagues, guys, that was 25 fantasy points in just 21 minutes. He's definitely a hold in 12 teams. Let's see how this all shakes out with the minutes. And speaking of which, probably one of the stories of the day, Emmanuel Quickly, he had 27 minutes. Peyton had just 20. Uh, Quickly was electric, like I said. He was hitting floaters and threes. The ball handling and the movement is great as as well. And he just, he's a microwave. Just, you know, beautiful to watch as well. He has great control and just the confidence that he has. A little bit like Halliburton. He just seems to have confidence beyond his years. Uh, young guy, gee, if you can trade from him in Dynasty, go ahead and do it. Probably shooting me in the foot, myself in the foot there because I am after him. I'm trying to trade Aaron Gordon for some guys, uh, some rookie guys. We'll see how we go. Uh, Peyton had just 20 minutes. He was 10, 3, and 3. We just wonder how long this will go on with him starting over quickly. We know Thibs is very stubborn, but, you know, maybe it doesn't matter. If he gets, if, if quickly can get 26 minutes and Burks and Peyton end up with low 20s each, then, uh, you know, quickly is the ad. I have him in a roto league and I've picked him up in a few leagues. I just, I would like to ride that out. We did do a dynasty poll as well. Speaking of those polls I mentioned I was going to do, uh, I put out a question on Twitter. Uh, who would you like most in a dynasty league? Uh, quickly, Patrick Williams, Precious or Tillman? Now, this was when I put this out a couple of days ago. Tillman has. Um, started quite a few games in the last week. He got 17% of the vote. Precious got 5%. There's about 200 votes. Quickly got 38% and Pat Williams 40. Now, Pat Williams was the fourth pick in the NBA draft. Quickly was the 25th pick. So 21 picks between them and only 2% between them on this poll of uh, some you know serious players over on Twitter. Very interesting stuff. The draft season is over, but the Fantasy Pass on hoop-ball.com is still the best deal in the industry. It's just $4.99 a month. And now we're into the regular season. There's zero commitment. You can sign up for one month for 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it. Look, it's 5 bucks. If you don't like it, I'll buy you a cappuccino next month to make up for it. And you can just not buy one for a month and you'll be <laughs> just, just skip one cappuccino this month and you can pay for it. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year long. Updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and it's our new and our newest callers feature, which is the Hoopball Discord server, where you can chat with Adam, you can chat with me, you can chat with uh, all the guys who appear on this show pretty much and all of the Hoopball experts uh, for free if you have the Fantasy Pass. So check it out, hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. The second game of the evening was the Utah Jazz, uh, who've been dishing out some floggings of their own on the end of a flogging by the Nuggets. And I say flogging, even though it was only 11 points, 128 to 117. Gee, they just were just smashed in the first quarter. I think the Nuggets went uh, were eight for eight from deep. Uh, shout out to David Locke from Locked On Jazz, who was tweeting, oh, this is the greatest three-point shooting experience of all time that you've ever seen. You know, like sort of <laughs> defending his jazz as they got just obliterated and their their win streak got blown apart. Obviously, we need to see a few more games, but uh, the Nuggets did just take them down. Nikola Jokic, my goodness gracious, he tied his career high with 47 points. Let's start with the Nuggets because there's quite a bit to talk about. Jokic was amazing. Like I said, 47, 12, and 5. He had two steals. He had a block. He only had three turnovers when considering he's averaging about five or six. That's pretty amazing. 17 on of 26 from the field. 
Rudy Gobert, what happened to you? <laughs> Obviously, Jokic was uh, not in your vicinity, mate. Uh, four for four from deep for Jokic as well. Nine for 10 from the foul line. I did a poll over on Twitter asking people who do they think was the MVP so far this season. And Jokic just, he absolutely dominated that poll. He has uh, received, I think it's 40, hold on, let me have a look here. Um, 47% of the vote was for Nikola Jokic. No, my goodness, it's been updated. 68% for Jokic, 16 for Embiid, 5% for Kawhi, and 11% for other, which included people mentioning Dame Dola or other people, 352 votes in. And so Jokic is far and away leading that. And we know things can change in the season, but you, you probably wish you drafted him first and you look back on the offseason, don't you? And you think he looked very sprightly. He didn't look fat. Uh, he didn't go home <laughs> to eat his mum's food for the first time in a while. And we probably should have paid a bit more attention to the way he looked in summer. I'll tell you something else we should pay attention to. Michael Porter Jr. only had 19 minutes. He was four of seven from the field. He had 11 points, three, uh, four rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, one three-pointer only. Um, disappointing. It looks like Malone is kind of like look, looking at his uh, his defense and saying, well, you know, maybe his defense is not that great. Will Barton played 38 minutes and Paul Millsap started as well and played 20 minutes. Barton had 18 and six uh, with one block, five of six from the field. Now, Barton can go on these streaks and provide top 70 value. He is worth looking at. He's probably on quite a few wires. You need to see how it shakes out. But like, you know, next game, if he has another big game, worth adding Will Barton, I reckon, to see what happens here. Gary Harris only played eight minutes. Some unusual things in terms of the minutes. Uh, J. Michael Green, Monte Morris, uh, nothing else really worth talking about. They were serviceable without being amazing. The big stories, of course, uh, there is just to see what happens with Michael Porter Jr.'s minutes. For the Utah Jazz, what do we want to talk about? Probably the less we say about this, the better. Donovan Mitchell had a bit of a shocker. He was 3 of 12 from the field. He had 13 points, uh, 3 assists, and 1 rebound. Maybe a case of trying too hard after the stuff that happened with him and Shaq, which... By the way, it was a bit of nonsense, wasn't it? Uh, Rudy Gobert had 12 points, eight rebounds, one assist, only seven shots. Very quiet night for him. Royce O'Neal had 12, six and three. All these guys had 12, 12, 13, 12, 10 or 13. Joe Ingles had 10 points. Jordan Clarkson had 13, three and two. Not really much to talk about except Bojan Bogdanovic. He is back. He had 29 points, four rebounds, two assists, eight for 13 from the field. He's had a few good games in a row. He's probably on quite a few waiver wires. I've got a couple of bids in for him. Go and have a look and see if Bojan, Bojan, Mr. Bojangles, is available because uh, he's worth an ad, if, especially if you're looking for a small forward. The next game on the slate was the Philadelphia 76ers up against the... Uh, sometimes electric, sometimes mediocre, Indiana Pacers. The Sixers won 119 to 110. Joel Embiid did not play for the Sixers, and they still managed to win. They haven't been very good when he's not been playing, but this proved to be an exception to that rule. Toby Harris had 27 points, eight rebounds. He had one block. He's been very good this season, 10 for 19 from the field, and he's providing uh, value inside the top, uh, inside the third round in fantasy. He has been um, just... Uh, some people say he's got the third worst contract in basketball. It's probably some distance between John Wall and Westbrook. And if he's in third, there's it's a tier and there's quite a big gap. Danny Green had a quiet only just a six, five, and two. Uh, zero for four from deep if he doesn't hit his threes. Why are you out there, Danny? Seth Curry 
hits his threes uh, usually. Today he was just one of four, three of nine from the field on nine points with one assist and one steal. Ben Simmons had a good game. He had 21 points, seven, uh, six rebounds, sorry, seven assists and four steals, nine for 12 from the field. I still see people saying, people talking about fantasy and saying that he's not a good shooter. In fantasy, he is a good shooter because he doesn't shoot. That's the irony. So, you know, if you can get a buy low on him sometimes, like obviously the, the three throws are bad, but the other categories, if someone is kind of disgusted with some of, with some of his performances after a couple of uh, quiet games or you know somebody's a bit off him who just drafted him because, I don't know, there was value and doesn't really like him, go out and get Ben Simmons because he stuffs those other cats for you. And in points leagues, he's excellent value. Uh, Dwight Howard is good value as a streamer for blocks and uh, rebounds when Embiid is out. And he did not disappoint today. He had 11 and 15 just on six shots. He doesn't need much. Five of 12 from the charity stripe, though, which is not very charitable to your uh, three throw percentage category. Furkan Korkmaz was on an absolute heater. He had 26 points. Uh, not a lot of other stuff, but he was 6 of 12 from the field, 3 of 5 from deep. Did I just say Furkan had 26 points? I got ex- got a bit excited there. He had 17 points, I'm sorry. My goodness, Furkan. Furky from Turkey, I got a bit excited. <laughs> 17, 3 and 2 for Furkan. Um, I was looking at the plus minus, but tell you what, that's pretty good plus minus too, isn't it? 26 plus minus for Furkan Korkmaz shows you that maybe... Uh, I don't know, in deeper leagues, 14 teams, 16 teams. He can go on these streaks, can't he? Last season, there were some very big games, but then he goes and does nothing for a while. For the Indiana Pacers, DeMontis Sabonis, who's been their best player in fantasy alongside Malcolm Brogdon this season. Sabonis had 21, 8, and 3. Zero for five from deep, though. He's perfect at the foul line, five for five, where he's normally not very good. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon had 25, 5, and 4 with one steal, 10 for 21 from the field. He keeps on keeping on. He's providing inside the top uh, three rounds worth of value this season. And uh, yeah, you cannot complain about Mal Brogdon. Doug McDermott has fallen back to earth a bit of late. He just eight points, five rebounds, and one assist. If he's on your team, he's probably a drop. Uh, TJ McConnell is not a drop if you've got him for his for his assists because he had eight assists today. Four uh, what was it? Nine points, four rebounds, eight assists from TJ. Probably one of the best steal uh, assistant steal streamers there is because he's available. Aaron Holiday also had a good game. Shout out to my 2014 league where I got him very late. He had 17 points, three rebounds, one assists, and he was two for two from deep. Miles Turner only had one block. There's a surprise for you. In a very quiet game, nine points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block. You would have thought... He might have gone off without Embiid out there, but a bit of a disappointing game for the Blockmeister. The next game on the slate was the Orlando Magic up against the Toronto Raptors, and the Raptors went out winners 115 points to 102 for the Magic. They were not very good, as you can tell by the score. They had a lot of guys with just 14, 15, 11, 16 points. Probably the place to start is Cole Anthony. Had 16 points, five rebounds, and six assists. Go and have a look if he's on your, if he's on your waiver wire. If you can stomach the sort of two games or three games out of every five with a poor field goal percentage, he, he just contributes. Uh, in games where he's assisted down, he seems to get steals or blocks. In other games, he hits threes, and you just can't complain, especially if you've lost uh, Fultz in a... 
uh, league like I have and Cole Anthony is one of the guys filling in the gaps for me. Evan Fournier fell back to earth a little bit after some big games. He had just 11 points on two of 12 from the field. Nikola Vucevic had 15, 14, 4 and 2. Not very many points. Disappointing field goal percentage. 5 of 18 from the field. He was struggling against big Aaron Baines for the Toronto Raptors. He had a huge game. He had 16 boards, 8 points, 16 rebounds, 1 assist, so what does this mean? If Baines played 30 minutes, what happened to Chris Boucher? He only played 18. This is about four games out of six that have not been very good. Uh, he is uh, about eight in the 80 to 90 range in the last 10 days or so. He had just nine points, four rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, three of eight from the field. Geez, I'm happy that I did not trade DeAndre Ayton away for him as a few people had suggested at one point. Shout out uh, to uh, the people who just didn't think that he was going to be able to keep this up. We will see what happens, uh, whether he can bounce back or not. Speaking of bouncing back, Pascal Siakam has in a very big way. He had 30 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, three steals, and one block. Uh, 12 of 23 from the field. Very good game from Pascal, and that is winning basketball as well. Kyle Lowry had 12 points, six rebounds, and 15 assists. You'd love to see that. His shooting was ranker than septic as it can be at times, where he had four, uh, four for 13 from the field. Van Vliet was also poor from the field, four for 12. But he had nine points. He had two rebounds, five assists, and one steal. He hit a three. He was one for seven from deep. Uh, I'll tell you what's not bad. Not bad is having a good Valentine's Day because you have some Manscaped products. The Valentine's Day Lawnmower 3.0 package. That's what you need, fellas. Valentine's Day is upon us and our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million people are already using Manscaped products to groom, so you need to be one of them as well. Uh, look, your girl might not know what she's going to get you for Valentine's this, this day this year. So just sort of maybe send her a link and say, hey, Manscaped. And the best way to get started is the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. So uh, it comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that keep your junk feeling fresh all day long. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxes to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxes. Uh the Perfect Package 3.0 is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Of course, you know all about that. It's great stuff. Uh, you can also complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped, the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is the perfect complement to the collection. Uh, it's the perfect package for your perfect package, as they say. Now, when you support uh, manscaped.com and you use the code HOOPBALL20, you're also supporting us. That's what keeps HOOPBALL going. Our lovely sponsors, of course, our premium subscribers help out quite a bit too, but you get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls and the people who love them will thank you. That's HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Free shipping, of course. Alrighty, two games left to blast through here. Uh, in the first of those two, the Brooklyn Nets up against the Washington Wizards. My goodness gracious me, the Wizards run out winners 149 to 146. Russell Westbrook had 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 4 three-pointers, 16 of 28 from the field at 57%. Go and buy a lottery ticket with that. Uh, he was five or seven from the foul line as well, which, uh, you know, he didn't kill you on really high volume at 50%. Uh, 
geez, in points leagues, that was an absolutely massive night. He might be a buy low. You probably wouldn't want to spend very much on him in a categories league because he can kill you in so many. But uh, yeah, pretty incredible line from Westbrook. We'll see how many of those he could string together. He just seemed to be angry today. Bradley Beal had 37, 6, and 4. Another huge game from Bradley Beal. He's inside the first round this season, of course. Uh, Davis Bertans had 11 points. Uh, and Isaac, uh, sorry, Mo, Mo Wagner had 17 points, five rebounds, two assists, seven of eight from the field. He is one to watch if you need a center. The rest of it, probably uh, there's just not a lot of value on the Wizards outside of those really big names. For the Brooklyn Nets, they have a lot of value, don't they? Now, in this game, uh, they did not have James Harden. So Kevin Durant had 37 points, seven rebounds, six assists, and two steals. Uh, a huge game from Kyrie again. It just keeps providing high efficiency value. Kyrie, five of five from the line, 10 of 20 from the field at 50%, 26, seven, uh, sorry, 26, four rebounds, eight assists. Very good basketball from Kyrie Irving. Joe Harris, 30 points, eight of 13 from deep. I'm glad I didn't drop him. I was definitely thinking about giving old Joe the boot, but you just got to hang on because he's still putting up some huge nights and those three-pointers are lovely. He also contributed five assists and he would do those peripherals. Shout out to uh, Wizards Woj, John Steele, because he pointed out that that you can get those um, uh, supplemental stats out of Joe Harris. It's not just threes. He'll give you some rebounds sometimes or some assists sometimes. Uh, DeAndre Jordan had eight points, eight rebounds, two assists, and one block. Bruce Brown uh, didn't do very much at all, but Uncle Jeff Green did. Well, he kind of screwed up at the end, didn't he? Because he got a foul, which sort of cost him the game. But in terms of fantasy, he had 23, seven and three. He had one steal, two blocks, seven of 10 from the line. You love to see that if you have quite a lot of uh, Jeff Green, which I do. Now, the last game of the evening was a bit of a surprise because the Minnesota Timberwolves won a game against the Cleveland Cavaliers as well, the much-improved Cleveland Cavaliers, the hipster Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, for the Cavaliers, Andre Drummond had enough. Jeez, he just 25 and 22 from Andre, 9 for 18 from the field. As long as he doesn't get traded to a contender or he doesn't get stuck on the bench in um, in April, he's just been massive if you can stomach the foul shooting, which is uh, terrible. It was seven for 10 from the foul line tonight, which you you like that. Larry Nance had a very quiet game with the points too, but he had 16 rebounds and four assists. That's pretty weird, isn't it? Two, 16 and four with one block. Colin Sexton had 16, two and two. Uh, reasonably quiet night for him on just on eight for 16 shooting. Darius Garland is just providing value now game after game. He had 17 points, five assists, two rebounds, Six for 14 from the field. Not fantastic shooting, but not terrible either. Darius is uh, you're very happy with that. Jared Allen had just 10 and 5 in 15 minutes. He seems to be the one losing out on the minutes to Drummond and Nance, who both had more than 30, if that is something that you're watching. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards. Shout out to Dan Bespris, who said, go and grab this guy and stash him in a few places. That's back-to-back 20-point-plus nights on decent shooting. He was 9 for 15 tonight, starting at small forward or power forward, depending on how he and Akogi line up when they play there. He had uh, 23, four, five rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, four three-pointers. That is one to watch. I grabbed him in a few places and stashed him and... Uh, because, you know, getting guys who play 30 minutes, as Dan says, that is a, a line. If people can get 30 minutes and they're not absolutely awful, then they can provide value. 
he is a bit of a heater and one to watch. Go and check out if he is on your waiver wire, if you've got room to stash. Malik Beasley has had 23 points, three rebounds, two assists and one steal, nine for 17 from the field. D'Angelo Russell was back. He had 19 and five on seven for 18 shooting, uh, five for 10 from deep. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt had seven points, eight rebounds, one steal and one block. He is worth consideration in 12-team leagues. Even in points leagues that value steals and blocks, he can be good too. I have him in a few leagues. Rubio had eight, eight and one. Uh, worth considering if you need uh, uh, assists and steals streamers. That is about it for this episode of the Box Score Breakdown Show. I've been your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Go and follow me on Twitter, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. I am. Follow my partner, Scotty Harland at the Harlander23. Uh, don't forget to support Hoopball and don't forget to have fun playing fantasy basketball because that is what it's all about. And we will see you on tomorrow's show with our Hank Aaron all the way from California. Love you and leave you. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.